Hello, this is the Artificial Dragon here. I uh, just wanted to add a quick little interjection here. Um, I do apologize for the horrible quality. Um, my microphone wasn't working for some reason. Uh, that's what happens when you don't double check your microphone, folks. Um, so I do apologize for the horrible quality. Um, but I do appreciate the support uh, if you continue watching this video. And uh, yeah, thank you all for your support. Hope you enjoy. That sounds inappropriate. <laughs> well, that's kind of a point, Anna. But it's not as bad as you think. Yeah, not as bad as you think. Negotiate. Star Wars skills. Beach episode. <laughs> Basically. But yeah, um, unfortunately this won't be a Kenobi-centric episode. Because, well, <clears throat> it would be very appropriate. But unfortunately we're not in that realm yet. Like he said, we have to take a break from Force users. Right after this episode but yeah, guys, you know what today's episode is going to be about? Forms. In lightsaber forms, baby. <laughs> lightsaber combat. Let's lightsaber go. You, you put the lightsaber between your legs and then you just bang <laughs> Is Is every episode of a podcast from now on going to have a NSFW warning on it? Yes. <laughs> At least adult jokes. You know, we're all adults here, so fuck it. We all have the mentality of five-year-olds, Hannah. What are you talking about? Bullshit. <laughs> I'm very mature. I'm super mature. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm ultra-mature, dude. You are <laughs> not ultra-mature, kid. Yes, I am. Penis. similar because the, most of them do the same kicks and punches. Yeah. Like, uh, it's always kind of ridiculous with comics. Like, Batman knows every single fighting style known to man, which is fucking ridiculous in and of, of itself. Because he's Batman. Because he's Batman. 
But yeah, like most weapons, uh, the lightsaber does have its own specific fighting style, like with uh, kendo for the katana, or uh, bojutsu for the bow staff, uh, eskrima, fencing, all of those sorts of fighting styles. Uh, the lightsaber does have its own unique fighting styles, and we'll be exploring each seven form of lightsaber combat. Actually, now that I remember, um, you remember in the last episode we had a couple of things like, first off, Kit, you remember how you were wondering if there were uh, lightsaber uh, nunchucks? Yes. Are there? <laughs> yes, there is one case oh, of there being lightsaber. Let's nunchucks. fucking go, baby. Can I help Loosely. you? I have a friend. <laughs> Lopez being a cat, just uh, chilling out. Just don't worry. The mayonnaise droid is bothering me. <laughs> anyway, um, yes, there is one case of there being lightsaber nunchucks. They were used by Asajj Ventress as a DLC character in the original Battlefront 2 game. Huh. Which is a bizarre choice for Ventress, but of Does she use it very cool? I mean, if you. I, I've looked at a couple of gameplay footage, it's just, you know, just regular nunchucks, but lightsaber form. Oh. So it's kind of weird. Um, but that is the only obscure instance that I. that uh, this was brought to me by a fan of ours, so. Uh, you know who you are, thank you for that. Um, what up? <laughs> yeah. Mon Calamari has successfully scared off the man enjoyed everybody. <laughs> um, and secondly, you remember the uh, the blade adjuster for each lightsaber, and theoretically it could be used as a lightsaber dagger? Mm-hmm. There was also another very obscure instance of there where <laughs> a named character actually did use the blade adjuster. And it's in a, I forget the name of a comic, I'm going to show you a uh, picture of the comic in the chat. But uh, it was used by Luke Skywalker, and he adjusted the blade length of the lightsaber to pick a lock, apparently. Hmm. Yeah, just, uh, I'll let show it to you in a little bit. That is so dumb. <laughs> what? He's, like, he's like, I'm going to pick this lock with his uh, energy sword, he just yeah, puts he... it in the lock. That's so dumb. Why? Oh my god. <laughs> He's like, I want to pick this lock. That's clever. That's clever. I know, but there's literally, uh, he literally says, there, and no damage to the locking mechanism. <laughs> Despite it being, you know, a fucking lightsaber. <laughs> I know, comics. Comics knowledge, or comics logic. And that was the only time the, adju- the blade adjuster has ever been used for the lightsaber. And Legends canon, sorry. Mm-hmm. So, just wanted to get those out of the way before I forgot. Um, fan of the channel, you know who you are. Thank you very much. Um, but anyway, let me get back to the main topic of the episode. So, Lightsaber Forms! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, like with any weapon, they come with their own fighting style. And of course, the lightsaber being a very new technology for the time, it needed its own fighting style because, as I mentioned before in the lightsaber episode, it doesn't exactly work like a metallic sword, of course. With a sword or a dagger, it could cut you, at least. But with a lightsaber, it'll do more than just, you know, cut you. Mm-hmm. So they need a new way of fighting with the lightsaber. 
And we're going to go with the very first form of lightsaber combat, which is called Sheet Show. It's also known as the Determination Form in the Way of a Sarlacc. This was basically the fighting style that was introduced as a transitional period when the Jedi replaced all of their metallic swords into the everyday lightsaber. I like how other forms have some sort of Asian name to it, <laughs> but not. But like, there's rarely any Asian people in Star Wars that I've seen. <laughs> It seems like it, doesn't it? Um, it was basically- This is Shi Cho! Yeah, but all the- <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Where are you getting that name from? <laughs> I wonder, is- I know you're a Thai kid. Does Shi Cho translate to anything in Thai? No. But it sounds Asian-like, right? It yes. sounds almost like Chinese. Almost. I, I'm- I don't know. I don't know if there's like- I hope that doesn't sound racist. <laughs> I don't know if there's like a legit translation, but those are the names that they give these ones. Um, so it was a fighting style that established the basic tenets, such as motion and target zones for the lightsaber, making it a tutorial style of sorts. Hmm. So I'm gonna. This is more of a uh, discussion episode than it will be a meme episode. Of course, we'll keep doing memes because that's the entire point of the podcast. Um, so, in lightsaber combat, the basic tenets of each form is... Uh, okay. So, for each student, they learn specific things, like uh, the six zones, which is, like, zone one, which is the head. Zone two, the left side of the arm. And zone three is the right side and arm. Uh, zone four is the back. Zone five is the left leg. And zone six is the right leg. What is, what is the penis? Probably zone 7. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's called zone X. That's not a number. Zone X. It's called zone X. We're not, we, we never go there. Yeah. And form 1 is also the form that introduced uh, blast deflection, the very basic tenets of blast deflections with lightsaber. Um, and it's basically a, uh, each initiate within the Jedi Order is trained with Shicho, as I said, as a tutorial. And it's basically a, a lot of wide swings with the lightsaber. It's very simplistic and very predictable about that, the entire point of Shicho. And each student is trained to, like, like in most, I took one class of kendo when I was in Japan, and they make you do these choreographed fighting sequences to get yourself familiar with, uh, with the uh, sword play. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same thing if they're called, uh, what are they called? For the Jedi, they're called Velocities, which is like, alright, we're going to do this training session. Zone 1, and they do this. Zone 3, zone 3, 4. Zone so it's zone. practice. Very, very practice-oriented. Um, it's like see. what you would do with any kind of martial art. Yeah. None of us are martial arts experts, so audience, you will have to forgive us for that. We're not going to be able to. I mean, definite. I know, I know martial arts. All right, <laughs> why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us what sort of classes that you took? I take Taekwondo, Krav Maga, and Muay Thai. Nice. Then you'll be able to give us some insight on each one of these forms. Uh, bro, I'm no fucking expert. <laughs> <laughs> I just practice it. I don't fucking expert. I took one class of Kung Fu, and that's pretty much it. I remember doing karate when I was six. Mm-hmm. So none of us are experts. Well, Kit is probably the 
quote unquote expert in a room. Most experienced. Most experienced, more accurate. Um, Chicho is very emotionally head headed mindset, which yeah. Um, so, like I said before, Chicho is very simplistic, but it also emphasizes uh, like for each initiate that. This is a fucking lightsaber. It's not a sword. It's not some sort of blunt instrument. It can literally cut through anything if you're not careful enough. So Shicho is basically, okay, just keep in mind that this is a lightsaber. It could cut through anything. So it's all about disarming rather than dismembering. Isn't it what we see the younglings doing in episode two? Yes. Thought so. That's part of their training where they are literally blindfolded and they don't have to... um, depend on their eyesight or other senses. Just allow the force to guide their actions and deflect the uh, blaster bolts and all that. Cool. Yeah. Wait, what if they miss? Did they just get a hit? Yeah. That's <laughs> basically what happened with Luke in New Hope. <laughs> Wait, it's like a stun gun, right? It's yeah, not it's an a actual... stun gun. It's not an actual blaster. Could you imagine if it was? <laughs> oh, <laughs> there goes Initiate Jimmy. <laughs> I can imagine the Sith are like that because, because you know, it's a fucking Sith. Of course. Right. Okay, Jimmy, see if you can deflect this. I can't see shit. Well, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, let's see. It's also very emotionally driven because, of course, you're focusing on your inner being. And it's kind of an emphasis of do not let your emotions take your actions, all that. Because if you do, you could easily kill anybody with a single swing of his lightsaber. Um, I'm going to use a lot of quotes for this. Um, to emphasize the particular fighting style. And here's this quote that I really love, which uh, describes the movements of a Shisho specialist. He flirted with battle fever, the howling demon in his mind trapped behind the bars of discipline and guiding him as he slid down Form 1's razor edge. Mm. So it's basically like Shisho is emphasizing that you must control your inner being and allow the force to guide your actions. It's the most easiest form to learn, but it's also the most difficult to master, because if you let your emotions cloud your judgment, then you're just basically this bumbling most of the time, yeah. But the nice thing of Shicho is that every Jedi from the lowest of initiates to the highest of masters have had experience in some regard with Shicho. So every Jedi knows a couple of basic movesets of Shicho. Interesting. Let's see. Um, it's not exactly geared for a lightsaber on lightsaber combat because it has these wide swings, which makes it easy for a singular opponent to dodge. But it does offer great it offers as a great crowd control fighting style where you could just cleave through crowds of enemies all at once. You are holding that so wrong. Shut up. Let, let me show you how it's done. Alright. You're not supposed to hold it like that. You're supposed to hold it like this. <laughs> this is the true this is true ascendancy. This is the true lightsaber form. Do you want me to ascend you as a Discord mod? No, I'm not <laughs> going to be a Discord mod. Thank yeah. you. Watch that. <laughs> anyway, um, so one of the tech, several techniques of a uh, Shicho are the one technique. 
technique is the Sarlacc Sweep, which is a wide sweeping attack in which the duelist strikes multiple enemies at once. So this um, is mainly for droids, or like like a, bu- a bunch of enemies or something. Yeah. Like I said, it's a good crowd control um, fighting style. In case you're ever backed into a corner by multiple assailants and you just want to swing your way out of it. Like droids. Like droids, yeah. Yep. Um, and then the second maneuver that uh, Shicho is known for is the disarming slash, which is really good if you want to disarm your opponent of your lightsabers or just attack their blaster to, and deprive them of their only means of attack. You're doing that lightsaber over there, Hannah. Uh, this is probably the best way to hold it if yeah. you're going two-handed. Yeah. One down um, here and one up here above the button. For the audience that can't see this, um, well, that sucks for you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, um, well, for as such a simplistic fighting style, it obviously comes with its own set of flaws. Like I said, it's not really practical against a singular opponent. It's not exactly made for a lightsaber on lightsaber combat. No. Because of its wide swings, people just sidestep you and just kill you instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, no wonder the fucking Padawans couldn't defend themselves. Yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and the most notable master of Sheet Show is actually Kid Fisto. Oh. And he's regarded as one of the best duelists of the Jedi Order. Cool. And it also kind of explains why he was able to last a little bit longer than his contemporaries against Sidious. Just a bit. <laughs> Just a little. Still bit. died. Still <laughs> died. Still died. <laughs> that is very true. Um... Now we're going to move on to Form 2, which is Makashi, otherwise known as the Contention Form, or the Way of the Yosel Miri. It is basically... Oh, I kept getting it mixed up with Form 4. Makashi's Form 2. Form 2. It is obviously the second fighting style that was introduced for the lightsaber. And it speaks for the shortcomings of Shicho and made it and dedicated purely as a lightsaber on lightsaber fighting style. Picture fencing. Yeah, this is exactly. fencing of lightsaber this combat. This is fencing of lightsaber combat, but a lot more in <clears> depth. <throat> I mean, I'm no expert on fencing, so <laughs> experts that are listening to this can correct me on this. Um, but yeah, Makashi, uh, like I said, it addresses the shortcomings of Shicho and making it more dueler-centric. Um, it was much more pre- more about precision and efficient plate work. I just turned on the lightsaber. <laughs> um, and it's also a very effective against defending the user against force abilities as well. Interesting. So yeah. Um, uh, and since it's much more precise as opposed to Shicho, which is all about slashes, blocks, and jabs, uh, Makashi is more about parries, jab. <laughs> Chicho is more slashy. This is more precision. Yeah. This is okay, so Makashi is more about jabs, parries, light cuts, rather than slashes, blocks, chops. So you're mm-hmm. using the lightsaber as a rapier. Yes. yes. Essentially. And I think I can describe Makashi users as death by a thousand cuts, otherwise, instead of just killing somebody with brute force. Makes sense. Yeah. 
it was all about... They won't kill you immediately, they'll make you die slow. Oh yeah, exactly what uh, Dooku did to uh, Obi-Wan in episode 2. Exactly. Um, It was all about elegance and timing. Makashi users, uh, when they're looked at by outside observers, they look more like they're dancing than they're actually fighting. No wonder Dooku liked this form. Oh yeah. He's a, gay, he's a little gay boy. He's a little flamboyant gay boy. <laughs> no being homophobic. It's Pride Month. He's <laughs> not homophobic. Just there's nothing wrong with being. There's, there's nothing wrong with Dooku being gay. Eh. Not that there's anything wrong, wrong with that. that. Not, not anything wrong with it at all. Don't get us demonetized. Yeah. Um. And there are like, I'm a little bit disoriented right now, so you'll have to excuse me. I used to do a uh, Star Wars fan film, so I'm a little bit rusty with my forms right now, but I do know for a fact that the uh, Makashi salute is something like this, where they put it in front of their face and then swirl it to the side, that basically opening stands for the fighting style. We see that when Dooku initiates the fight in episode two. Whenever the blade is in front of the user like this, that's usually the uh, the tellings uh, of a Makashi. Cool. And Magish, um, while Form 2 may seem like a very strict fighting style, given that it was developed solely for lightsaber on lightsaber combat, practitioners are really encouraged to be more pragmatic with developing mastery to Makashi, being basing more on skill than one's relationship with the Force. So it's not like those douchebags who are like, you can't match my skill in combat. It's (laughs) more like, okay, I gotta prepare myself for any opponent, because if you just focus on one field, it's blinding you to other unforeseen methods of attack. Makes sense. Like, it's... I forget the... No, no, it's the Labyrinth of Evil. Um, it's basically a novel that takes place a couple months before Revenge of the Sith, and it really explores Dooku's ideas on fighting with lightsaber combat. Um, and he describes this area of thinking as enslavement to form. Example, a combat artist, a, pra- a professional fighter, could be beaten by a cantina brawler who knows nothing of form, but knows everything on ending a fight quickly. Hmm. That's kind of the, uh, there's this quote, it's unrelated to Star Wars, but I love it a lot. There's this quote, it's, The best swordsman does not worry about the second best, they worry about the worst, because they can't predict what the idiot is going to do. Kind of that mentality with Makashi users. Hmm. You seem really <laughs> lost, kid. I, I'm interested. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, um, the core philosophy of Makaji was to avoid stagnation through personalization. Um, they were, as I mentioned before, they were adept at defending against force-based attacks, with along with elegance and precision, making it an effective fighting style against singular opponents. However, um, practitioners of Makaji are skilled in the application of two marks of contact, namely Thunjum, disarming, and Shuck, stabbing. They special and they specialize in specific types of uh, lightsabers. For example, Dooku's curved tilted lightsaber, which is much more flexible against a singular hand. Which yeah, is why it's curved like that. 
as if it's straight like this, it's not exactly. It's not flexible. It's not very flexible with this. That's why it's hard to actually do stuff with it. Maybe he should have made his lightsaber from like a dildo. Just, like, <laughs> oh, fucking floppy around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't predict this. Oh, oh, oh. Which way is going to go? Is it going to mouth? Oh, up, oh, up, oh, up, oh, up, oh, up. Oh. Okay. You, you just turn into Herbert from Family Guy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> It hit your shoulder? Oh, oh, oh it's touching your cheek. <laughs> Here's a number cool that describes uh, Makashi users perfectly. Finesse, artfulness, economy. Duko. Yeah. That being said, Makashi isn't without its weaknesses. Due to its core philosophy of sophisticated... Why can I not speak today? Sophisticated. Thank you. <laughs> Obviously, I am not very sophisticated. Um... <laughs> Sophisticated blade work, precision, and had the inability to generate kinetic energy since it was. It didn't have a. It's not a very power based fighting style. It's a fighting style by a thousand cuts and all that. Mm-hmm. But it also had very poor defenses against power based attacks. So it's kind of a uh, glass cannon sort of fighting style, if that makes any sense. Glass cannons can be useful. Very useful, but they can't they can't handle the same amount of damage right back. Why are you That's making... like how you say Mothra's a glass cannon. Yep. Why are you making cannons out of glass when there's metal? <laughs> Christ. Um and since it did uh, address the shortcomings of Sheet Show, it also wasn't very good at blast deflection, so it, you gotta be wary of blaster wielding opponents if you're a Makashi. Obviously, this doesn't apply to every Makashi user because Dooku is more than capable of blast deflection, but that's just the on paper. Well, considering he's a master. Yeah, he's a. I think he's a master of. Oh, okay, he's a Makashi specialist, but he mastered every single uh, lightsaber form. Oh, shit. Yep. But he just prefers Makashi more than anything else because he's. He sees him. Because so he's a pompous here. prick. He's kind of a Oh, it should be, as I mentioned before. Um, also, given that it, also given that its fighting style is meant for lightsaber on lightsaber combat, it is. Um, well, most users can compensate for that by uh, having better arm strength or cybernetics to put more emphasis on their stabbing and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, notable masters of form two are. Of course, Dooku, Shakti, Massage Ventress, and Grievous himself. Oh yeah, Makashi is extremely rare by the prequel era of the Clone Wars because I'm sure obviously there's no Sith for them to fight at that point, so it's basically a dying art and only the most esteemed or vintage of. It sounds horses. almost ceremonial. Very ceremonial, which made it a very particularly powerful weapon for the Sith when they eventually came out fighting. Shakti still knew it. Yep. At least there's that. Then we go on to Form 3, which is Surisu, also known as the Resilience Form, and the Way of the Minoc. Um, if Form 2, Makashi, is basically the, the, uh, 
lightsaber on lightsaber for combat and attack specialist form, then Sarisu is basically the defense-oriented fighting style. Um, it became, it was invented in a time where blaster-wielding assailants became much more prevalent, like pirates, mercenaries, and all that, and Jedi needed to deal with those sons of bitches. Mm -hmm. So that's where Sarisu comes in. It essentially is a development from she chose blaster deflection training and expanded upon it to the nth degree. Hmm. Um, uh, so you're just deflecting everything. Yes, it's very defense-oriented. Sarisu relied on tight blade work and solo dodges to provide maximum defense while expending very little energy. Maybe that's why only one likes it. Yeah. Much like Makashi, it relied on the economy of movement and footwork while expending as I said, expending little energy. Um, this made well-trained Surisu users practically untouchable, making it effective against both single and multiple opponents. Um, the core philosophy of Surisu is to encourage the users to place themselves within the eye of the storm, to maintain a calm center while your opponents rage about you. Essentially, it's the idea of letting your opponent wear themselves out while you're just an unstoppable wall. Hmm, interesting. Um, well, what if you have two Sarisu users? <laughs> Is it just a Kakuna battle? <laughs> well, when you put it that way, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously Sarisu is a personification of Jedi pacifism because very defense-oriented is just allowing patience to wither your opponent while you are just standing there, just taking it. Mm-hmm. Um, There are two known techniques of Surisu. One is the deflecting slash, which is basically the idea of slashing while you're in the middle of a slash, you're deflecting a blaster bolt while you're slashing at another opponent right next to you. Hmm. Then there's the circle of shelter, which basically allows you to defend against multiple opponents and your allies all around you at once. Surisu users that have used this technique have been known to deflect uh, blaster bolts from as many as 20 assailants at once. Wow. Yeah. And in this form, Suri Masters of Sarisu are considered invincible. I'm invincible! <laughs> I'll give you a quote from a, a uh, from one of Dark Things. From Omni-Man! <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a quote from Omni-Man. <laughs> oh lordy. Okay, so here's a great example of how effective Sarisu is in defense. For context, this is one of uh, Darth Bane's comics. I think he's doing some sort of ritual and some bullshit. As the some, some bullshit, he's just doing some Sith this shit. This is probably the most bullshit example. The usual Sith bullshit. Yeah. Anyway, as the first bat drop splattered onto the patio stones around him, Bane exploded into action, abandoning the overpowering style to gem to gem. So he swifted shifted to the quicker sequences of Suritsu, his lightsaber tracing tight circles above his head in a series of movements designed to intercept enemy blaster bolts. The wind rose to a hailing gait, and the scattered drops quickly became a downpour. His body and mind united as one, he channeled the infinite power of a force against the driving rain. Tiny clouds of hissing steam formed as his blade picked off the descending drops while Bane twisted, twirled, and contorted his body to evade those few he managed to, that managed to slip through his defenses. For the next 
Ten minutes, he battled the pelting storm, raveling in the power of the dark side. And then, as suddenly as it began, the tempest was gone. The dark clouds screaming away on the breeze, breathing hard. Bane extinguished his lightsaber. His skin was sheened in sweat, but not a single drop of rain had touched his bare flesh. Mm. That's how much bullshit Sarisu is. <laughs> I mean... If it works. He literally deflected every single raindrop, and he's, well, with the exception of the sweat, he didn't get touched by the rain once. Dude, that's like, that, that's like the ABGN video where it's like, it's, you have a better time of going out and dodging rain. <laughs> this guy did it. He, this he guy, literally did it. This guy fucking dodged rain. He, he also the, dodged He rain. also had the tiger like trotic wristwatch. That's why he dodged rain. Yeah. It was just that Chad. <laughs> yeah, Bane is an Omega Chad. Um, oh lord! <laughs> we'll eventually talk about Bane in his own episode. He is really he deserves his own episode. Um, really quick, could you hand me my phone? Yeah. Um, well, the best example. I mean, the best example of a Sarisu user. Uh, good job uh, putting Fraun as your uh, wallpaper. Oh, thank you. <laughs> the best example of a Sarisu user would be Kenobi himself, um, and. This is another quote, but from the Revenge of the Sith novelization when he was fighting Grievous under the Pal. Um, the Erectro Drivers powering Grievous's mechanical arms let each of the four attacks twice in a single second, integrated by combat algorithms in the BioDroid's electronic network of peripheral processors. Each of the 12 strikes per second came from a different angle with different speed and intensity an unpredictable broken rhythm of slashes, chops, and stabs, of which every single one could take Kenobi's life. Not one touched him. After all, he had walked, through, had walked unscathed through hornet swarms of blaster fire, defended only by the force's direction of a blade. Countering 12 blows per second was only difficult, not impossible. His blade wove an intricate web of angles and curves, never truly fast, but always just fast enough. Each motion of his lightsaber subtly interfering with three or four or eight of the general's strikes. Fares sizzled past him, his precise minimum shifts of weight and stance slipping them by centimeters. Grievous snarled fury, ramping up the intensity and velocity of his attacks. Sixteen per second. Eighteen until finally 20 strikes per second. He overloaded Obi-Wan's defenses. Cool. This is literally the most anime bullshit ever. And they can't show it in the movies because the movies have real actors, so they can't really show this. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. They they should remake the movies into anime form. That way we'll be able to see their true speed in those (laughs) sorts of things. Ugh, sorry, um, dry throat there. Um, also, I forgot to mention, Sarisu is the fighting style that allows the user to give themselves, literally give themselves over to the Force more. And Sarisu is basically letting the Force guide your actions to deflect all oncoming sources. Hmm. I think um, when Obi-Wan was fighting Grievous, he literally gave himself fully over to the Force. The person that called himself Kenobi was nothing but 
a distant memory. It was purely the force guiding his actions against Grievous. Mm. Um, as I said, it's the most defense-oriented fighting style, but given its defensive focus, it had very zero to little offense. Basically, the only offensive component is basically subtly just jabbing at your opponents. It's basically just a defensive tactic. Just react accordingly, but you can't exactly fight back that often. And if it's set up against a aggressive, if cautious opponent, it's less of a impenetrable wall and more of delaying the inevitable. Hmm. So it's not exactly uber bullshit. Or it's not an uber charge. Yes. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, but what's Ultra Instinct? Is that what it's called? With the yeah. Dragon Ball thing? Yes. Uh, Ultra Instinct, you just dodge everything. You dodge everything. <laughs> I think that's the closest Sarisu will be for a anime uh, category. Oh my god, what the hell? Hold up, I gotta I got play the theme. <laughs> anyway, um, some of the notable practitioners of Surisu are Luminara Unduli and her apprentice Verizon. Uh, but of course the most famous practitioner of the form is Obi-Wan Kenobi, who is mastered Surisu to a point where Mace Windu himself called himself not a master of Surisu, but the master of Surisu. That's... Now you see why I sent for Obi-Wan. Yeah. It really contributes to how much of a badass Obi-Wan is as a Jedi character. Mm-hmm. Um, then we go on to Form 4, which is called Ataru, also known as the aggressive form, or the way of the hawk bat. The hawk bat? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> the fuck are these animals? I mean, there's the Kowalaki and Monkey Lizard. This fuck is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> A fucking monkey bat. Um, out of all the seven forms, it is the most fast-paced and acrobatic lightsaber form. So, think of Yoda, Qui-Gon, and their acrobatic forms. That's basically Ataru. And Anakin. Um, it was created as an answer for Surisu's lack of offensive capability. Ataru uh, relied on a combination of speed and agility, making practitioners of a style always going on the offensive, no matter what. They're just strike, 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 jump, strike, strike, strike. They're always offense, 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 offense. With a little bit of uh, acrobatics added in there. Um, the primary components of Ataru are, are Suma, are the Suma rotations, which is a 3D axis of rotation within a three-dimensional space. For example, there's John Suma, which is uh, spinning, Ton Suma, flipping, and N Suma, cartwheeling. Spinning. I'll try that. That's a good choice. <laughs> well, there's an entire fighting style on that, so apparently it's a very good trick. Users of Form 4 call upon the Force to flow through their bodies and allow them to overcome their physical limitations, including old age, performing feats of acrobatics not only to attack, but to evade. Of course Yoda would do that. Yeah, which is why um, 
despite being literally 800 years old, he's able to do that bullshit. Ataru is the idea that you should never rely solely on skill of a lightsaber, but also to embrace the idea that their body is a weapon, given that users of Ataru are known to incorporate physical strikes in their combat sequences. So if you're a, a very martial arts, physique sort of guy, this would be the fighting style for you. Hmm. I think Bruce Lee would be an Ataru specialist. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the known techniques of Ataru is the hog bat sweep, which is intended to allow the user to strike an opponent before they could react and retreat and do it again so forth before they could retaliate. Um... And another one was the Saber Swarm, which is the idea of striking the opponent with numerous sword short strikes, forcing them on the defensive. Um, well, this philosophy made Ataru a, a one-trick pony sort of fighting style, because since you're always going on the offensive, um, you gotta always commit to your action, even if it leads to your own end, and it really negatively affects the stamina of the user, because, well, you're doing a lot of acrobatics and all that stuff, so you can't do that for long periods of time. And due to this, Ataru is rec recommended only in short bursts to overwhelm it and cut down the enemy and then retreat and switch to another fighting style. Um, and because of this, Ataru is really a supplementary fighting style than a pure fighting style that you should only Good for something. Just stuff. carry eight lightsabers. <laughs> Just carry one in each hand, one in your mouth, one between <laughs> your knee, another one between your other knee. Is that a One Piece character? No, that's a Naruto character. That's Killer B. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there literally a One Piece character where he has, what, what, three swords in each hand and one in his mouth? That's Zoro. Yeah. He righteous son Toryu, which is literally three sword style. He beats the shit out of people so hard with his teeth. Oh, Christ. And since it does a lot of acrobatic flips and all that, it's not really recommended to be in tight quarters because obviously you're going to need a lot of space to do all of those acrobatic maneuvers. As you, as we saw with Yoda fighting Sidious in the Senate Hall. Yeah, not to mention uh, Qui-Gon in his battle against Darth Maul. Question. Yes. Like... Won't, won't forms be better if you have more arms, right? Uh, kind of. So wait, which which Star Wars species has the most arms? Uh, let's see, there's... Probably Pong Krell species? Yeah. That was Pong uh, Krell. Yeah. Uh, what, the, what the fuck are you talking? What? That's he's a, he's a Clone, Clone Wars license. character. Pond Krell? Who the hell is Pond Krell? He uses... Okay, he's from the Umbara arc where he... Uh, He's the most shittiest Jedi ever. He carries like two saber staffs in each hand. Oh, this asshole. Yeah. <laughs> the maximum amount of arms is only four? I think there are more uh, Jedi that have more than four arms, but that's not the entire point with uh, using one blade. Hey, man, I'm just saying, 
if you have a Star Wars race with like six arms, they're just automatically really good at lightsaber combat. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't you debate me on this. I'm drunk, audience. I'm not drunk. But don't you debate me on this. You have fucking six arms. You have six sabers. Are you kidding me? You're just like, just well, dancing. I'm, just, I'm sure in, um, well, Duke, who has something to say about that, but I'll get to that later. Don't, don't you even add Oof. me. No, I would hold a fucking backpack that has, like, a, a, if I was a four-armed race. Yeah. Or a species. <laughs> and I had a fucking backpack. I'd have that backpack, I have two extra arms. And those back, that backpack would hold my two extra lightsabers. I'd hold four, six lightsabers total. You can't block that. You can't do anything against that. You well, can't, you can't, you're you can't. Special Shut the fuck up. That's <laughs> only one showed earlier. Uh, sir, I, I can block everything. He fucking deflected 18 strikes per second from Grievous. <laughs> and Bane to basically deflected a fucking rainstorm. Yep. Yes, but what if? <laughs> but, but what if? What, what if they had a hat? What? What if they had a hat? <laughs> it changes everything. <laughs> Anyway, oh uh, goddamn! Yeah. This is uh, the second of a podcast. People can come back. Well, no. Could you imagine six armed fucking Sarisu? Sarisu. Sarisu. Yeah, just Sarisu user. I can already deflect, but now I have six lightsabers to do. You can't. You can't. What are you gonna do? <laughs> I'm locking everything. Oh no! He has six lightsabers, and he's a master of Sarisu. And he has six arms? We're <laughs> fucked. Uh, don't worry, we'll just nuke him. <laughs> just this fucking guy yeeting through a bunch of battle droids. <laughs> Christ, man. <laughs> anyway, um, known practitioners of Ataru are, uh, where the fuck? Uh, Ayla Sakura and Qui-Gon Jinn. Uh, Obi-Wan did master Ataru when he was, uh, Qui-Gon's apprentice, but he's Started to switch to Sarisu after witnessing the shortcomings of it by, uh, you know, Darth Maul killing his master. Yep. His eyes. Um, the he's poster, like, fuck this. Yeah, he's all like, yeah, yeah, this, this, this bitch knows. No, I'm show this picture on the fucking screen. I'm going to show you this shit. This bitch knows what I'm talking She has six fucking lightsabers. Oh, this yeah. This bitch knows what's up. She knows what's up. She knows what's fucking up. Uh, fucking sister from Visions. <laughs> yeah, I have six. It's like, well, yeah, well, this is just bullshit. I, I can't do anything against that. But anyway, uh, the poster boy of Ataru would be Grandmaster Yoda, who mastered all lightsaber forms, but made Ataru his main fighting style to co- compensate for his small stature. Of course, he's tiny. He is very tiny, so of course he needs that leverage. Uh, And you you see that when he fights Sidious. He's jumping around like a fucking kid hopped up on sugar. Yep. (laughs) Alright, next lightsaber form is Form 5, Sheehan and Dejemso, otherwise known as the Perseverance Form, or the Way of the Crit Dragon. It is um, developed by Form 3 specialists who believe that the defense-oriented style of Sarisu was very unnecessary. Um, so they basically, it's the idea of Sarisu, but it actually had offensive capability. Jian hmm. um, is the focus on blast deflection, while the gem so is basically the, the uh, lightsaber-oriented style of variant of that. Um, Ruvis Form 5 required a higher amount of physical strength compared to other lightsaber forms due to its focus on complete domination, and it's the most physically demanded of all the seven forms. 
times. Hmm. Um, Xien was a style that was best used against multiple opponents, given that it was geared for Jedi that are expecting to always be outnumbered and always outgunned. Um, some users of Xien would employ the reverse Xien grip, an un unorthodox variant of Xien, where the wielder would hold held the lightsaber in a backwards formation like this. Hmm. Kind of like what a Star Killer does and uh, Ahsoka later on. I was about to say, Ahsoka did that, didn't she? Uh, yeah. She's a uh, practitioner of Xi'an, which is passed down from her master, uh, Anakin. Um, the grip of this particular grip allowed the user to better perform along sweeping strikes like that, but uh, it was kind of unorthodox and very impractical if you had multiple opponents in the front of you. Um, Ahsoka managed to do it. Oh yeah, because she's a fucking badass. Um, now, the gem so is basically, as I mentioned before, Sarisu taken up to 11, and it's the idea of the best defense is the best offense. Um, but more oriented for a lightsaber dueling, while Sarisu's specialists stayed on the defensive and only counterattack when absolutely necessary, for Tijem So, it's all about defending with an immediate counterattack. So they're always less passive and more progressive with their fighting style than mm -hmm. Sarisu users. Um, Tijem So specialist was not. Um, but unlike its successor styles like Sarisu and Ataru, Tijem So required the user to press its attack without giving their their opponent to recover. <laughs> this fight stuff's so fucking stupid. <laughs> it's, it's literally tag, no tag max, tag, no tag max, <laughs> tag, no tag max. <laughs> I'm just imagining this fucking guy just like, while he's just like fucking lightsaber fighting, just tapping someone with his fucking shoulder and then just fucking backing away. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, ah! It's just <laughs> almost getting hit. Almost gets his fucking little 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 wee cut off. <laughs> He's just Mr. Beads his fucking way to victory. Can't touch me! Oh, 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 oh! Can't touch me! Oh! It's like the cat but Fuck you! But yeah, obviously the gem soul users are all about battering through your enemy's defenses, eventually overwhelming, overwhelming so it's the cat, them and cutting just, them down. It's just the cat, if you're literally just like, it's the cat just <laughs> pawing at your fucking head yeah. over and over again. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah. Up, 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 up. Just doing that shit. <laughs> Fuck you. A characteristic maneuver used by the gem soul users is the falling avalanche, which is an overhead power blow that crashes upon an opponent with exceptional I call this one the cat paw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, accurate. <laughs> Which is a very uh, signature style that Anakin always uses when he's fighting. Like a, that uh, fight between him and Dooku when he's just clashing against his sword like that. Mm -hmm. Also known as the vigorous cat paw. <laughs> the vigorous cat That's what he's doing! He's just... Cat. Is that when he tried to just stab him through the chair? Yes. No. What? Really? <laughs> <laughs> this idiot. This fucking idiot. Good fucking job, Skywalker. Well, I, I can't blame him. That chair is pretty strong. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that chair... It must be made of kurtosis. I mean, I'm just saying, that chair did take on the Chosen One. <laughs> Not only that... As you said, the wines aren't even on chair level. Hey, man. That chair. 
<laughs> chair, man. Pretty fucking strong. That chair gets bitches. Yeah. But due to that, the gem so is noted for its lack of mobility, and Shien is weak against single opponents. Um, Form 5 was viewed by many with the end of the Jedi Order as encouraging aggression and domination. Julio? Right? No, not Julio. Damn it. Jim so. We're about to get to that, though. Um, oh, not all Jedi shared this sentiment as shown with uh, Battlemaster Syndrome. He's basically the Jedi lightsaber instructor. I thought you were about to say Syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> this is what he says about the form. If what? everyone's super... No one is. <laughs> there are about out here bad in the podcast. Right? <laughs> one must question any discipline that has lethal potential. However, if it serves to suppress violent op- opposition and preserve peace, I believe it is a discipline worth knowing. Also quoted from Incredible. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Syndrome was the one that, in- that invented this fight. Incredible! <laughs> <laughs> Well, the gem so is described as a strong style by Darth Bay, who utilized the gem so to its fullest with his imposing size and raw strength, able to break and overpower the defenses of opposing lightsaber users with ease. Um, aside from Darth Bay, known users of Form Five are Plo Koon and Luke Skywalker. Ahsoka Tano and Star Killer are Sheen specialists, given their utilization of a reverse grip. Mm-hmm. Um. The greatest master of Dejimso would be Anakin Skywalker, who is proclaimed as one of the greatest swordsmen of the Jedi Order, being described as peerless in combat, invincible against any opponent. Both the greatest perversion of the form would be utilized by his later identity, Darth Vader. Of course. He's a master, but no fucking wonder. Obi-Wan trained him. Yep. If Anakin, uh, not Anakin, if Obi-Wan is the greatest master of defense, then Anakin Skywalker would be the greatest master of offense. Makes sense. Which is why their, their fight on Mustafar was so evenly matched. It's basically an immovable object against an unstoppable force. Best fucking fight ever. Fight me in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> Best lightsaber fight of all time. Always one of my favorites. If you disagree, I will fight you. <laughs> With which fighting style? Hold up, let me dox Hannah really quick. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, now we move on to Form 6, which is called Nightman, otherwise as a, known as the Moderation Form or the Weight of the Rancor. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to add this in really quick. So my coworker and I were talking about this form, yes. and he said it was also the Diplomat Form. Yes. And he came up with an idea of a rancor in a suit and a little bitty hat on his head. <laughs> yes. This form is for pussies. <laughs> well, I mean, your character uses it, so. Oh! <laughs> oh, it's a bird! This, this, oh, oh, wait, wait, well, hold on, let's not be too hasty now. <laughs> oh, hold on. This form is for pussy slayers! Whoa! <laughs> you are stepping on that pussy! Oh my god. <laughs> edit that in! Edit that yeah. in! <laughs> Let's not be too hasty. Let's not judge now. But yeah, correct. It is called the Diplomat's Form, given its u- heavy usage by Jedi consorts. Um, Strokes beard. 
<laughs> Nightman is basically a hybrid fighting style created by combining elements from all previous fighting styles into one generalized form. Um, utilizing many of the basic moves, but focusing on overall moderation. The original fighting style was practiced by the Royal Metros of the Kit Kashimur Dynasty, which is the same people that used the that worked with the Guardians of the Breath, by the way. Um, so you could thank them for inventing Nine Man. <laughs> but it was later adopted by the Jedi Order as Nine Man and Jarkai. We'll get into Jarkai later. Um, the result was a fighting style that had no particular advantage, but also lacked any serious drawbacks, which why it's called a moderation form. Um, it's basically a Think of it as a jack-of-all-trades fighting style. That's cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It incorporates everything. Yeah. It doesn't have any particular advantage, but it doesn't have any of the weakness of the previous forms. Um, and it was the most common fighting style utilized by the Jedi Order around the time of the prequels. Like, every everybody and their mother was using nine mana around that time. Because it has everything in it. Yeah. So you don't need to just focus on one. Yeah, Only if you want to. It's also very popular among Jedi scholars and all that because it's it's one of those fighting styles that you don't have to dedicate too much time to. You could just do training for one week at a time and you could just focus on other shit. Say like with Mikashi, it's like you're training for your ass off for a while. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I want to I wanna know more about politics. Well, too bad. <laughs> Can I use Nine Man instead? Okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so Nine Man is just basic is basically just basic martial arts or something. Yeah, okay. It's essentially like that. It's like the karate of lightsaber form. Yeah, exactly. Um But yeah, uh Well even with its generalization, Nine Man was ill suited for lightsaber on lightsaber combat or even the open battlefield, which is why a lot of fucking Jedi got killed in the battle geonosis. I wonder why. <laughs> but to compensate for its more relaxed blade work, Nightman emphasized incorporating force abilities in conjunction with lightsaber sequences. So, it's like, this is one of the more common uh, sequences of Nightman. A slash with a force push and all that. Pretty useful. Very, very useful. Well, masters of other forms consider Nightman to be insignificantly demanding, given that while it is a generalized fighting style, one couldn't be considered a true master unless they studied the form for 10 years at least. Hmm. So it's very easy to get into, but very hard to master. A lot of them are. Yeah. Um, it should also be noted that while Nyman offers no decisive edge in battle, it can achieve its full potential by allowing the wielder to become more creative, intuitive, and spontaneous. So it's basically a blank slate where you can build upon it. Due to its roots surrounding the use of dual blades, Nightman was considered something of a gateway to Jarkai dual fencing. So a lot of Nightman users do incorporate two lightsabers in their fighting style. That's pretty cool. Um, some of the more characteristic maneuvers of Nightman are the draw closer technique, which is basically when you're force pulling a user towards you and then stabbing them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing by the way that this is described, this is Darth Maul's favorite form. Yeah. I've heard a lot of, uh, of uh, 
Star Wars YouTubers also nickname it the Trickster's fighting style because... Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. Uh, this is fighting dirty. Yeah, it's very fighting dirty because you're using the force all at once while you're stabbing people and all of that fun stuff. <laughs> well, despite the ease of which a practitioner can get into learning Nightman, um, it is said that it would be impossible for a Nightman specialist to defeat a Makashi specialist. Ah, oh, damn. They're much more dual-oriented and do keep in mind that Makashi specialists are better defended against force abilities. True. Yeah. Um, known practitioners of Nightman are Dark Maul, Grievous, Ahsoka Tano, Fallen Jedi Knight, XR Kun, and Sven the Starkiller clone. Hmm. And my character. And your character, because he is a hoity-toity douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> well, my character, Liel, is a master of Makashi. Yeah. Or not a master, but she knows Makashi. Yeah. Now, we go into the seventh form of lightsaber combat, and it is called Julio. Otherwise known as the ferocity form, or the way of the Vornsker. Um, described as the most vicious form of lightsaber combat, Julio was given the title of the most difficult and demanding of all the lightsaber forms. It's also the edge boy form. It's the edge <laughs> boy form. <laughs> its sole purpose was to be used in lightsaber combat. Think of a taru times ten and less elaborate with its acrobatics. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's more stiff. Yeah. It's... Described as chaotic and erratic with a heavy focus on offense by utilizing the internal emotions of the user to bolster them in combat. This sounds like Mace Windu. Yeah. Very similar to Shi Cho in that regard, by the way. Uh, due to this, though, Juyo was looked down upon by the Jedi as a, for- as a forbidden fighting style of sorts. Because it's obviously harnessing your inner rage in combat. Which is very... Uh, <laughs> Violating one of the core tenets of a Jedi code, which is, there is no emotion, there is peace. Conversely, Julio is embraced by the Sith for, you know, obvious reasons. Obviously. Yeah. Um, and allowing her, uh, with Darth Sidious himself calling Julio a Sith style. Makes sense. Yeah. The moves of Julio are described as bold and direct, making them more open and kinetic with its moveset than than to Gem So, but less elaborate than Ataru, as I mentioned before. Julio was highly effective against armed opponents, and it was so brutal on its movesets that I could that it said that I could break through the defenses of a Cerisu specialist. Oh damn. Yeah, so it's very offensive oriented, but despite that. It has no defensive move sets, which is so. It's just pure offense. Very pure offense. That's not good. No, the lesser practitioners are incapable of containing their emotions, making Juyo a gateway to the dark side of the Force, thus making the fighting style very, very popular amongst the Sith. Well, well no shit. Quote from Darth Bane. You are not fully embracing the style unless your emotions ignite your senses and, and elevate your abilities. But do not succumb completely to your emotions. You are a Sith Lord, not an animal. As you take aim and fight through the tunnel of rage, you will experience transcendence. In that moment, you are a perfect being, and you cannot be beaten. You are at last embraced within Julio. That's actually pretty cool. It's like, yeah... This taps into, you know, the dark side, but you gotta keep your head. Yeah, exactly. 
Because if you let your anger cloud your judgment, that just leaves you open to counter strikes and all that fun stuff. That's um, pretty cool. Yeah. Again, same reason I like Sith. Yeah. Now, there is a variant of Juyo that's used by Mace Windu, and it's called the Pod. And it was designed to answer his own weaknesses and allowing him to utilize his inner darkness as a weapon for the light side of him. Hmm. Um, the pad was named after a tentacled creature of the same name, which was, which has been known to move its tentacles in almost a blur-like flat fashion when catching its prey. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, the pad was described more as a state of mind than an actual fighting style, uh, allowing the user to be led through the penumbra of a dark side, requiring the user to feel the enjoyment of battle and victory. Uh, like its inspiration, the pad users would appear to hold many lightsabers at once, moving too fast for the eye to track. Each strike would flow into each other with liquid precision, creating a near-invisible weave of energy. This very fighting style was how Mace Windu was able to last so long against Darth Sidious. Because... If, as a, okay, so he does utilize his own inner darkness as a weapon for light, but he's also using Darth Sidious's own dark side aura as a weapon against him. That's pretty cool. Kind of think of it as the lightsaber fighting style version of a lightsaber deflecting the blaster rifle back at its source. Interesting. And cool time. Um, this is by uh, Anakin's point of view, by the way, when he's watching both Mace Window and Sidious fighting each other, by the way. Um, this was the this was the pad's ultimate test. Anakin blinked and rubbed his eyes again. Maybe he was still a bit flash-blind. The curry in him, masters seemed to fade in and out of existence, half swallowed by a thickening black haze in which danced a meter-long bar of sunfire. Mace pressed back the darkness with his relentless straight-ahead march, his own blade, that distinctive Amphia's blaze that had been the final sight of many evil beings across the galaxy, made a haze of its own, an Elgliad sphere of purple fire within which there seemed to be a, to be dozens of swords slashing in all directions at once. The shadow he fought, that blur of speed, could that be Palpatine? Their blades flared in flash, crashing together with bursts of fire, weaving nets of killing energy in exchanges so fast that Anakin could not truly see them. Wow. In other words... They're fighting so fast they seem to be fading in and out of existence. Oh my god. Yeah. That's how OP <laughs> the Jedi could be. And the movie just downplays them for us. Well, you can't... Well, no one can that, do that. No fast. one can do that. Unless you want to speed up the footage, but even then, that would just be cringy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With CGI now, though, that could be pretty cool. Back and then, animation. Yeah. Okay, uh, I, think, I think the movie's kind of... We're watching a slowed down version of their fight, technically, in the movies. Like, in the movies... That's fair. Like, you know how in, like... You know how in, like, anime, like, Dragon Ball, you see Goku throwing a punch? Mm -hmm. But it's slowed down for our viewing experience? Because if they were actually fighting in the way they said they were, they would be invisible. We wouldn't be able to see them. But... that's a fair comparison. But... So in Star Wars, I'm assuming that it's slowed down for viewer, viewer, like, audience. Because if it wasn't, it would just be, like, blurs. Yeah. And that it would just be a flash of red and purple by our perception. Yeah. But 
Yeah, that one. I mean, it would be a nice little light show, but it wouldn't be very entertaining. Well, yeah, it's like this is why like everything is slowed down. You know, like yeah. for example, like when you watch a movie and you see a bullet flying through the sky yeah. and you see it in slow mo going through all of these like people. Yeah, it's not like it's moving that slow. It's just that it's for the viewer experience. Yeah, exactly. The known maneuvers of Juyo is Vavornsker's ferocity, which involves the ferocious attack of an opponent, um, just fighting as fast and hard as it can. Um, and then another maneuver for... Oh, this is a maneuver for the pad users. Uh, this maneuver is called the switch flank, where they let or dash an opponent making a quick slash. While Juyo and the Pad are undeniably powerful fighting styles within the hands of a capable and skilled user, they come with an equal amount of drawbacks. Due to Juyo's complete emphasis on offense, it may it lacked any defensive moveset, as I mentioned before. Um, the Force itself and even multiple opponents are they're vulnerable against the Force and multiple opponents, so. It's kind of like the opposite of Makashi, which is a very strong defense against force abilities. But yeah, it's extremely powerful, but you're going to be taking a lot of hits if you miss. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so don't miss. Exactly. Um, and for uh, and for the pod, um, its major drawback is that it's mu- a much more intense version of Julio, and. Since Mace Windu was the sole inventor, well, okay, not the sole inventor. He had another Jedi Master named uh, Sora Bulk help him invent the fighting style. But during the Clone Wars, it was revealed that Sora Bulk fell to the dark side. Didn't he? Isn't Adepa Balaba also a master? Oh, yeah. She also fell to the dark side. Oh, damn. Yeah. So any everybody except Mace Windu fell to the dark side with the body. But I thought Depa died. Oh, uh, that's... Uh, Okay, this is Legends' version of, uh, of uh, Deba Balaba. Right. And she, she didn't learn Julio. I think she's a Cerisu specialist? Then why change that? Yeah. Goddamn. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, as I mentioned before, uh, known masters of Julio are Darth Sidious, Darth Bane, Darth Maul, Starkiller, and Ram Koda, who is the Jedi Master that became Starkiller's master. Hmm. And the sole master of the pod would be Mace Windu, obviously. Yep. Okay. Okay, that was actually a lot shorter than I expected. Now we're going to go... Those are all the seven classical forms of lightsaber combat. But now I'm going to mention the offshoot lightsaber fighting styles. They're not the quote-unquote the official, but... They're still considered uh, like paper forms. The most popular one is Jarkai, which is the dual blade fencing fighting style. Um, it was developed alongside Nyman before both were adopted into the Jedi Order. Um, and while Nyman became a lightsaber form, Jarkai was basically just there as a blanket term for dual blade fencing and all of that. Um, Users of Jarkai are always able to maintain a strong offense with the speed of those attacks being able to overpower most opponents. A typical maneuver of Jarkai was to continuously attack with one blade while using the other for defense. 
the obvious advantage of Jarkai is, you know, being able to easily defend against multiple opponents at once, as we've seen multiple times in the Clone Wars TV show. Um, it could... A nice thing about the Jarkai is that it could also be paired with other lightsaber fighting styles, like maybe you want to specialize in Makashi with two blades, you could do that. Or if you want to be a Sarisu Jarkai specialist, you have basically an impenetra impenetrable defense at that point. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, dedicated practitioners of Jarkai have specialized lightsabers to put the fighting style to proper use, which is emphasized through the shoulder lightsaber, which is... Basically, a lightsaber with a much shorter hill, kind of like what Master Yoda uses. I was going to say, that's what Yoda uses. Yeah, and Ahsoka Tano uses a shoulder lightsaber. It's to emphasize and allow the user to not have both of their plates get ensnared with the other, which is why they need a shorter hilt. Mm -hmm. um, one of the known maneuvers of Jar Kai was the Raising Whirlwind which is basically when a user crouches down and then jumps in the air in a whirlwind like fashion. And let's see, Jarkai, while being a versatile fighting style, still had its cons. With both hands holding a lightsaber, it makes it extremely difficult to use force ability since both of your hands are occupied. Mm -hmm. And um, while it does provide more defensive coverage, it also uh, limits kind of limits your defense against power attacks since you're not using both hands. So, and also, Jarkai users are still dependent on both sabers that if they get disarmed with one, then... What They're kind of fucked. ...singular blade. That's why you learn multiple forms. Yeah, exactly. Dooku himself, despite having several apprentices who use Jarkai, like Asajj Ventress and Grievous, he... Show, this is how he shows his contempt for Jarkai users. Quote, The only aspect of Grievous' technique that vexed him more was the general's pendant for using four blades. Two was bad enough. In the form that had been used by Darth Maul or an Anakin Skywalker's sad attempt to employ the technique on Geonosis, but free? What was to become of elegance and gallantry if a duelist couldn't make do with one blade? So basically, he's looking down on him and like, you need to rely on four weapons when I can only use one. Yeah, he's, he basically looks at uh, users that use multiple blades as overcompensating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has this curved, stupid fucking <laughs> this, this motherfucker is like, you use two blades? He's like, well, you have this curved, fucking embroidered, stupid ass with fucking... Because he's a pompous prick. <laughs> Look at me with my fucking, with my one million dollar uh, fucking pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> Says the guy who has best car tapes. Oh, whoa, 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 that's not going to be Now, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm fashionable. This man is, is, is nothing compared to my fashion statement, Okay. Fuck that guy. <laughs> and no, when I meet Dooku in game as my character, it's not even gonna be because I hate him. I don't even have a vendetta against him. It's just because I'm a fashion rival against him. <laughs> you took everything from me. I don't even fucking know you. <laughs> you put a bad name to fashion users everywhere. I don't even know who you are. No, give me your pajamas. <laughs> I must embroider them. You're gonna strip this man's closet when we kill him. Christ. Uh, known practitioners of Jarkai are the Star Killer clone, 
uh, Darth Maul, Darth Sidious, Asajj Ventress, Kamari Bosa, and Pong Krell. Uh, one of the most famous of users is General Grievous, who is considered one of the greatest Jedi mass Jedi hunters of his era, and has been known to utilize four blades in combat, obviously. Um, and Ahsoka Tano, who adopted the Shien variant of Jarkai, and is considered <laughs> <laughs> and is considered a master in Jarkai, an accomplishment very few Jedi masters can boast. Wait, it's funny also because like Duke is like. Oh, you have to use two... You do, dude, you died to, like, two weapons. <laughs> you died to, like, some... Yeah, Anakin was holding two lightsabers yeah. at the uh-huh. time when what he fucked you up. Has, has a <laughs> yeah, like, you like literally Obi-Wan tossed him one of his lightsabers and just started going ham on him. Yeah. Not only that, fucking... He, well, Anakin got his arm cut off yeah. the first time he used two, but damn, you get fucked. <laughs> you yep. lost. You lost to two lightsabers. Get fucked, you bitch. <laughs> Oh, poor Dooku. Anyway. <laughs> I don't feel bad for him. I'm glad his sister's dead. <laughs> oh, damn. He killed her. I know! Uh, anyway, um... Then the... Okay, I got a simple question for you guys. What is the unique aspect of a lightsaber that very few melee women share? It can change its, uh... It can change its length. Well, okay. That is one of them. It glows. I mean, it can it's... cut through shit. It's a light sword. It's, you know... It has a crystal. It's one of the best sci-fi weapons. Well, okay, you're very close, but the fact that you could just turn on and off the blade. Yeah, true. And and the legend, there is a fighting style that emphasizes that particular advantage of a lightsaber. It's called Tricata. It is basically a uh, fighting style that incorporates the unique property of switching the blade on and off (laughs) the lightsaber. Um... Created by a Jedi Consular within the days of the Old Republic to compensate for their weakness with a lightsaber. Uh, Dracotta's fighting discipline was using trickery and feints and confusing and off-balancing your opponents. So, if you're like in a saber lock, you could just easily turn off that shit and have the guy stumble right next to you. Turn it off and get out of the way. Yeah, exactly. Um... Dracotta's emphasis on practicality and deception rather than single-minded determination or endless patience, like a lot of fighting styles. Um, its known maneuvers are past the blade, which allows the user to deactivate the lightsaber along the middle of attacking the opponent, then turn it back on and stabbing them. Smart. Yeah. And then there's the uh, unbalancing block, which is the uh, maneuver that I explained earlier. Um... Then there's the Flash Slash, which is the activation of a duelist blade only for a moment to walk the middle of the swing and then deactivate it again and then deactivate uh, it again to backstab them. Mm. Um, though despite this, the fighting style was frowned upon by both the Sith and the Jedi. Uh, in the former's case, in their unwillingness to rely on deception and the trickery, and the latter's case, in seeing it as a very cowardly tactic. The Sith saw it cowardly? Yeah, because they emphasize on brute forcing shit. That sounds like something the Sith would be all for. But yeah, think about it. If you're a Sith, and you're all like, Ha-ha, I dominate you, fucking Jedi. You fear before my power. What are they going to fear? The unstoppable juggernaut that's breaking your defenses, or somebody that's always switching on and off your lightsaber? There. Yeah. What would win? (laughs) One, <laughs> one of the toughest beings in the galaxy, or one turn off, turn on boy. 
Oh, the... <laughs> That's my secret, Captain America. I'm always off. Oh my god. <laughs> and also, in, while it might seem like an unpredictable fighting style, if used against an opponent that is well-knowledge in Tricotta, it, it would basically be very useless. It's like using suplex on your opponent over and over again. Mm -hmm. Then let's see. Uh, the final fighting style that I'm going to be talking about in this episode, it's not exactly a fighting discipline, but it's called a form of combat utilized by the Sith, so I'm going to include it. Um, it is called Dunmok. Damn it, not seduction? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of close to that. Okay. Um, Dunmok, it is a... Combat tactic commonly utilized by the Sith, which is emphasized through distraction and doubt, usually through taunting, which is why you see a lot of Sith characters say, you better, uh, do better. <laughs> why don't you use your rage more, you fucking pussy? That's basically the <laughs> Why don't you use your rage more, you fucking <laughs> pussy? No, I just like, Lamau L plus ratio. <laughs> just, just literally locking blades with the Jedi. Lamau, fuck you. Fuck you, bitch. Lamau, small penis. <laughs> the Sims' discipline is always to dominate an opponent's spirit through any means necessary. Dune Mog is commonly involved with taunts, jeers, and jests that expose the opponent's hidden doubts and weaknesses. Um, mental attacks are also employed to lessen the opponent's concentration, such as pelting them with rocks and random objects and all that. Yep. Um, let's see. Doom Mock, in short, is the use of force, of the force through psychological warfare. And... I like that. Yeah. And a tactic commonly used by <laughs> Call of Duty players. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even work. It doesn't even work. It doesn't. Uh, well, it was worth a shot. <laughs> I made that joke like a long ass time ago, but yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> but this, though, in com this combat style is not only used by the Sith, but it was also used by the Jedi to a lesser extent. And more of the, you might as well surrender now sort of thing. <laughs> though it's not like, hey, you have a small penis, fuck you. It's more of a, might as well surrender now, bitch. Lamau. <laughs> Lamau. Lamau. Get fucked. I feel like I'd be very good at this fucking technique. Oh, yeah. Lamau, fuck you. Vova <laughs> uh, Jedi of Luke Skywalker's generation would commonly employ an inverse version of Doombok, which is basically the idea of, I know they're still good in you. Turn your back on the dark side and join the light. You see, I would do a version of mine, and then I always want to do this. You get a cotton swab, right? <laughs> and when your when your like lightsabers are locked, you just put the cotton swab in their ear, and then you <laughs> smack the cotton swab. Oh my god! Well, as powerful of a tactic as might be against those that have strong doubt and um, have a lot of weakness and just get a just get a fucking feather, <laughs> start tickling their nose. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Dune Mog is a double-edged fighting, not fighting style, a uh, combat tactic of sorts. Because as we've seen in Revenge of Sith, if you keep on taunting your opponent, they'll eventually lose their patience and just strike out as much as they can. It's like, hey, you have a small dick. No, I do not. You take that back. Lock, lock, lock <laughs> blades. Give your homie a little peck on the cheek. 
Will you say goodnight? <laughs> uh, well, or, just fuck with them. Just, just, just fuck with them. But yeah, um, or if it can backfire, spurring the opponent's inner anger instead of amplifying their fear. Though for the Sith, they could see that as a positive if they want to, you know, give that particular opponent fervor to the dark side of the Force because they're literally unleashing their inner rage and anger and all that. Um, described by Darth Sidious himself. Remind me to be like the most like annoying fighter there is <laughs> in D D. Just, just like doing the most weirdest shit. It's like, it's like I'm trying to kill you and you're tickling me with a feather. <laughs> 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 That's like the girly doing mock. <laughs> doing mock may backfire, but if it provokes an enemy into mindless anger, but rage opens your enemy to the dark side, which can be exploited in its own ways. I just make someone hallucinate that they're a tea party with me. Would you like some tea? Tasty. Uh, but yeah, those are the. Uh, Fighting styles employed by lightsaber users. So, you guys have any questions? <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna do some. I'm gonna do some. I have. I'm gonna mess up people with that fighting style you just told me about, where it's like trickery. We're gonna make them hallucinate they see a hot girl, like a fucking <laughs> at a saloon or some shit. Yeah. We're gonna walk towards it. We're gonna smack them with my hand. <laughs> Get them out of the hallucination. Then make them hallucinate again. <laughs> I'm gonna get Dylan with a fucking with a fucking cotton swab in their ear. Well. Just smack the cotton swab. <laughs> Kiss the cheek, just kiss your homie goodnight on the cheek, make him more pissed off. <laughs> just, just, just the most weirdest shit. Throw Give him a wet willy while they're fucking while they're, while they're trying to hit you in the face. Yeah. Get a get a fucking what, what's that like the jack in the box with the boxing glove in it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, are you talking about Joker? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 just, just, just do some like weird heinous shit. You know, just I, <laughs> I've been watching a lot of uh, Sonic Boom, the uh, the uh, TV show, not the uh, get, get a f- get a fucking frying pan while you're like locked with just tonk them on the fucking hair. <laughs> tonk. But yeah, as I said earlier, I've been watching a lot of Sonic Boom recently, and there's this scene where Sonic and Shadow are fighting, and and Shadow's all like, "Any last words, Sonic?" And Sonic's like, "Yeah." Captain Wonderpants! And Chow's like, what? That doesn't make any sense that he gets punched in the face. Ouch. <laughs> I'm gonna make someone hallucinate that they're in a Looney Tunes cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, okay, just to make things a little bit more interesting. Uh, for you as an individual, which fighting style would you use? The fucking, the last one you're talking about. About where you're just fucking with your opponent. Dude, no, I would, I would make someone hallucinate with, like, force hallucination that they're in, like, a Spanish soap opera or some shit. And we're like, you know, where every, where they play, like, the, the, the guitar every time someone gets slapped. You just remind me of a family guy. You're kind of like, yeah. Papi! <laughs> Just put them into a telenovela. The, no, then I'm gonna then I'm gonna teleport them into an Indian soap opera with all those fucking cuts and shit. No, no, no. Then I'm going to fucking make them hallucinate that they're in a Looney Tunes cartoon and I'm like fucking Bugs Bunny and I'm running away from them. <laughs> And then they're about to shoot me, and I'm gonna, they're gonna about to stab me with the lightsaber, and I just turn the lightsaber around and just start eating it like a Kit Kat and just punch <laughs> them in the face and run away. 
Anyway. Okay, I'm of a seven. Dude, I love the I love the technique that I have in the book. It's just force hallucination. I'm gonna make I'm gonna do so much heinous shit with that. It's dark. It is the funniest ability. It can be anything you want it to be. Yeah. Okay. To answer your question, I would probably use uh but also I would probably use Mikashi as a lightsaber form. As purely your main lightsaber form? I would say yeah. Okay. And maybe Surisu. Just to defend against those pesky blaster yes. douchebags. Um, me, personally, I would also go Surisu, a little bit of Makashi, and a little bit of uh, Nainan and Jarkai, just to get all my, uh, all my, uh, <laughs> all my rears covered. Nice. But, are you, is it just doing mock for you, kid? Or what about the other fighters? <laughs> That's gonna be the funniest shit, dude. <laughs> like, Nine Man and Dude Mock, just, you just fuck with them with hallucinations. Yeah. But, like, oh my god, I, I can't wait just to, like, put someone in a soap opera hallucination and just be like, Me and Mo! Me! You know, instead of it being a uh, Spanish soap opera in the Star Wars universe, it's a hot soap opera. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put them. Dude, no, I'm going to do some, like, uh, what what other things like can I do to them that would be very funny? I put them in a fucking Scooby-Doo cartoon. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, Maul. We got to run. Oh, <laughs> 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 no, in all seriousness, whatever. Uh, those are I mean, the two. Those are the two. Just the two? I, I mean, Yu-Yu is pretty cool. That's edgy. Of course. Edge boy. Nine man's fine. Okay. <laughs> Major uh, edge boy. Okay. Also, Dracana would be nice to use in combat as well. Mm-hmm. Kind of uh, over specialized, but it's very practical fighting style. I can't okay. wait to Looney Tunes someone, bro. I just cannot <laughs> wait to Looney Tunes someone. I cannot uh, wait to put someone in an NSFW fucking Rule 34 hallucination. Oh, no! With a bunch of Sonic pics. Oh, be no! Like, Congratulations. You're now trapped in the R34 section of Reddit. <laughs> Bitch! This is why I love the Sonic Boom cartoon. There's, like, this part where uh, there's this villain who's like, Who dares stands against me? Is so-and-so a viral sensation and all that. And Sonic is all like... Viral sensation? You mean like all those really weird pictures of me? Oh no! <laughs> I'm gonna put just just, tell, just make someone hallucinate that they're in the 4chan section of Sonic. <laughs> Get fucked. Lowe's. Lamau's a kid. Lamau. Lamau. So, what I'm are we gonna put someone be... in space tube. Uh, so, what are we gonna be covering next week? I'll get to that. So, that's our episode of Can Man I Steal a Jedi? Or, in this case, how much can Kit to fuck with the enemy's mind? Uh, dude, that sounds like the funnest form. Just <laughs> fucking with someone's mind. I wouldn't even call Dude Mog a fighting style. It's more of psychological warfare bullshit. No, no. And I'll carry, like, like I'll make people hallucinate that I'm carrying, like, a bag of pies. But I'm actually carrying a real bag of pies. So they'll <laughs> never know if they're going to get pied or not pied. So every time I throw a pie at their face, they're going to be like, oh, it's not real. And then it's real. But then when they think it's like it's real, it's not real. They're going to get so psychologically fucked up. Did you steal that from the Spongebob episode of uh, Exploding Pie? No. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, Lord. I'm gonna make, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make someone think that they have thumbtacks in their fucking toes. Yeah. But then I'm going to turn them into fucking eyeballs or some shit. Ew. <laughs> anyway, um, so do you guys want to guess? Oh, okay. Um, we've been talking a majority about Force users for the past 10 episodes or so, 
And as Hannah mentioned earlier in the episode, we're going to try and take a little break from Force users and focus on other aspects of Star Wars. So More specifically, Isaac requested that we do. Yeah. And Kit was getting a little bit tired of the Sith as well. True. <laughs> so, you guys want to know what the next episode is going to be about? What? Or who? What? Next episode, we will be talking about the race of Ahsoka Tano, a.k.a. the Tegrunis. Nice! That's going to be fun to cover. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun to cover, and I'm looking forward to another species-centric episode. So anyway, that's our episode of Can Manny's Kill a Jedi. I hope you guys had a wonderful time listening to me blabber on about lightsaber forms and (laughs) <laughs> Kid being the sassy asshole as he usually is. <laughs> Dude, no, I'm gonna make someone go into the Fresh Prince opening. Oh lord. I'm just gonna make someone think that they're in a sitcom. No, 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 no. Bye bye! Anyway, everybody have a great summer. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye bye! Bye!